0: I don't really give a damn, damn, damn Got my pocket full of sand, sand, sand I don't really give a damn, damn, damn You can read it in my head. Guys, Alex MacDonald, Daniel Munoz. How you doing, Danny? I'm not taking my top off. Well, <laughs> we'll negotiate that off air. Don't worry about it.
1: Uh hey guys. Least, what is it? Monday. Three hundred and two more. Monday the twenty second of May. So is that about is. right? Yeah, something my, like s- that. My sister's
0: birthday tomorrow, that means. Um, it's good to be back. Thank you all for being here. We'll say hi to our friends in a second. Hello, friends. Uh yeah, that, that means May 23rd's tomorrow. That's my sister's birthday. So
1: Yeah. It's already wait, it's already now there, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Happy birth well, she never watches this, but happy birthday, happy Sam. Happy
1: birthday. Irregardless.
0: Ir-, ir irregardless.
1: Irregardless. Happy birthday,
0: happy Sam. Happy birthday, Sam. Um, as I had folks here. Canadian bacon. What's up, Becky? Hey Bacon. Uh Bill Campbell's here. What's up, Bill? Janine is here. Hey, Janine. Peggy Brown is here. I imagine Michelle Brown is here as well. Hey, Michelle.
1: Hi, Uh, Michelle.
0: Joy is here. Hi, Joy. Hello, sister. And Diamond Dave. What's up, Dave? That's everyone who said hi so far. Do us a favor. If you're watching on Rumble, jump into the live chat. Also, hit that uh, Rumble thumbs up button. I think they call it the Rumble button.
1: Rumble us, yeah. Call
0: it a th- rumble thumbs up, and uh, if you haven't followed the channel, follow the channel. What? A rumble thumbs up. A rumble thumbs up. I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. Okay. It's a little thumbs up thing. Or if you're so inclined, they have a thumbs down button as well. But. Don't thumbs down us. Be nice. Yeah, up. At least watch five minutes yeah. of the show before. At least let us pitch off. Let Listen, Alex pitch off first. We got a lot to talk about tonight, Danielle. We're going to talk about some IRS abuses.
1: Okay.
0: Um, what else are we talking about? We've got uh,
1: FBI stuff.
0: The NAACP, bridging, bridging, healing the nation. The NAACP reaching across and healing a nation. And uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to start off with this week's episode of what did the FBI do now? Because this isn't it. I've been I I've always been an FBI apologist, I'm going to say. I've always I've, I've lived my entire until recently, I've lived my entire life thinking that the FBI are above reproach. That the FBI have America's interests at heart; that they well, they res- the good guys. they respect the Constitution and they respect the civil rights of all Americans. Because when you hear about people getting beaten up by the cops, it's never by an FBI agent, right? The abuses we do hear about, whether they're you know real or perceived, the ones we do hear about never involve the FBI. Right. They're, but it's it's getting harder and harder and harder. In fact, it's damn near impossible as, as of now to think that the FBI give one hoot about the Constitution, quite frankly, because they've been up to it again, Danielle. Um, the FBI issued 278,000 improper searches in 2021 According to uh, filings, when they say filings, it's unsealed court documents. The FISA courts unsealed it. 278,000 improper searches.
1: That's a ridiculous number.
0: That's the tip of the iceberg, quite frankly. This all relates to um, FISA warrants obtained under Section 702. But here's the thing. Everyone's talking about this story. But I think it needs a bit of context. We can say an improper search, but why is it improper? So I think it's important to talk about Section 702 for a second, Danielle. And here I'm going to refer to my notes because I do not have a photographic memory. Um, So Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act was enacted in 2008 as an amendment to the original FISA law of 1978. Uh, that law was designed to regulate the government's surveillance of foreign agents and terrorists inside the United States, Danny. Section 702 expanded the government's authority to collect, use and share electronic communications content stored by U.S. Internet service providers or traveling across the Internet's backbone. So anything stored on super social media or transmitted across the Internet. Okay. Remember when the NSA was spying on everyone and it got shut down? Yeah. Thanks, Ed, for that, by the way. Thumbs up, fella. Um, The government wanted to keep hold of at least some of those powers. That's what Section 702 was. It was it, It allowed them to continue the electronic surveillance of American citizens. There's some caveats, though. Pay attention to these before we move into what the FBI actually did. 702 permits the government to conduct targeted surveillance of foreign persons located outside the United States with the approval of the Attorney General and the Director of National Intelligence. The government must identify specific types of foreign intelligence information it seeks to acquire such as information concerning international terrorism, the acquisition of weapons, things like that. The government may not target U.S. persons or anyone located in the United States under Section 702, nor may it use Section 702 to collect information for improper purposes, such as burdening criticism or dissent. Those are the restrictions that 702 places on our federal agencies. So let's talk about what the FBI did. The FBI conducted 278,000 searches of Americans in 2020 and early 2021 using a law that allows the Bureau to access data collected by the National Security Agency without a warrant, 702. The FBI searched for Americans' data not only to seek foreign intelligence information, which is all they're allowed to search for, Right. Um, but also evidence of other crimes, and also to target political po- opponents and protesters. The court said in this this unsealed filing, the court said the FBI's actions violated the Fourth Amendment and the FISA law. Incredibly, though, the Bureau conducted roughly 3.4 million warrantless searches of Americans in 2021 via Section 702. 278,000 of those were found to be improper. Which means three and a quarter million. All the rest were okay. Were found to be okay. Here's the thing. That's almost 1% of the population. That means as an American citizen, you have a one in 100 chance that you've been illegally surveilled by the FBI. Yeah, well, the, well if no, you're those, not doing
1: anything wrong, you don't need to worry about it, though, right?
0: That's right. I, I have nothing to hide yeah, nothing until to hide. they build a case against you. Um, Jesus. However, again, tip of the iceberg. the The filing exposed how the FBI also cast a wide net over anyone suspected of supporting the January 6th, 2021 protests at the Capitol. If you ever sent out a tweet saying that it's not an insurrection, it's just a riot. If you ever posted anything on your Facebook saying, look, they were waved in by law enforcement. There's a very good chance that you've been illegally surveilled by the FBI. They say that for every what they call lawfully obtained warrant, an additional 1,000 Americans were surveyed, surveilled for each warrant they obtained. I don't know how that math works unless they're basing it purely on the 238,000 or 278,000. Because if they're basing it on the 3.4 million, that's more people than live in the United States. 1,000 times 3.4 million.
1: Wait, were those 3.4 million, were those legally obtained? Those were all warranted?
0: Those were, no, those were all warrantless searches. Okay, so here's what they're doing. The FBI aren't collecting the data, the NSA are, right? Remember I said the NSA were spying on us. That got shut down, but they wanted to keep a little bit of that power. So 702 allowed the NSA to continue doing some stuff, but it wasn't supposed to be on, on, Americans, on Americans in America. Right. It was supposed to be only foreign intelligence. However, you know how that goes. Right. And so the FBI were getting their data from the NSA. They, okay. were, they were approaching the NSA with, with, they were going to the FISA courts we don't know what they were using as probable cause or justification for their warrants but we know that fisa warrants aren't that difficult to get we've seen the we we know all about the abuses that took place in order to surveil the the donald trump campaign for example so they were going to the fisa courts they got a total of 3.4 million of these things approached the nsa and the nsa willingly handed over any data they have on uh, American citizens, which by the way, if you're ever uh, accused of a crime and you did not commit that crime, issue a fucking subpoena to the NSA because they'll be able to prove that you were nowhere near wherever the crime scene was. Right. Do that because apparently they know where we are at any moment of any day. So they were spying on anybody, anybody that expressed an opinion about the
1: January 6th riot. I wonder if they were spying on, say, co-hosts of people who... Probably, yes. ...expressed those opinions. Yes, I'm sure they were. Because I'm pretty sure I didn't express much of an opinion... But I got some pretty opinionated friends.
0: I'm, I'm sure they were. They specifically targeted that. So that was the random blanket search. Then they went out of the way to specifically target 2000 uh, protesters supporting President Trump, apparently including an unknown number of undercover agents and informants. So the FBI was was spying on some of their own guys. Right. Um, and those were folks that entered the Capitol that day. Uh, but the Bureau also conducted 23,132 searches of American citizens without any indication of foreign intelligence, according to the uh, FISA Chief Justice Rudolph Contreras, um, uh, While the court didn't disclose the criteria the FBI used for its warrantless warrantless searches. So, yeah, we have no idea what evidence they took to the court, but. um, None of them were in accordance with the enacting legislation, let's put it that way, Um, the 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 document also revealed how the FBI exploited FISA to target 19,000 donors to the campaign of an unknown candidate. That that wasn't disclosed in the uh, filing. Um, An FBI analyst claimed the campaign was a target of foreign influence, but almost all those searches were deemed improper by the Justice Department in March. So they did their 19,000 inquiries and after the fact just this march they were deemed improper so this is what the fbi's been up to this week obviously since 2000 right. 2021 and this is just the data for that time period we don't know we don't know how many there were in 20 throughout all of 2021 or 2022 or how many there have been in 2023. But here's the thing. This is ongoing. This hasn't stopped, right? This is going to continue. And this is the slippery slope as, as much as Danielle hates it. When I use that phrase, this is the slippery slope that we're on where these bureaucracies who are governed by no one, right? There's no oversight. To the FBI. Yes, Congress has the power of the purse and Jim Jordan is now threatening to tug at those purse strings, but they won't because Congress love these rules. Congress love having the power to just be able to surveil whomever they choose at any given time. That's why they keep reenacting 702. It's supposed to expire at the end of this year. December of 2023, I guarantee you Congress votes to extend it. You wait and see because they love this. I don't care what party you're in. You love to be able to abuse your power given the opportunity. The problem is the FBI is ungovernable. Nobody controls it. It's it's an entity unto itself. It's a bureaucracy m- controlled by its own head. Even the director, Christopher Ray couldn't get this under control if he wanted to. Right. It is a bloated, out-of-control behemoth. And what happens with these behemoths is that they start with a pattern of this behavior. And it began decades ago with warrantless, warrantless um, metadata searches of Americans, the metadata collection of American citizens. That was by the NSA. The FBI realized, holy shit, that data's is a goldmine. We're going to tap into that as much and as often as possible. Then the courts tried to put a little, I, I don't know, they put, put at least some restrictions on it. And then Congress authorized 702 that was supposed to crack down on this a little bit. And the FBI found a way around 702. they actually, they didn't find a way around it. They completely ignored it and trampled right across the top of it. They took a sheet of plywood, threw it on the 702 barbed wire, right. and just yep, made and themselves, they yep. made their own illicit path right through it. That's not going to change. The FISA courts aren't saying, oh, well, we'd better shut this program down now. No one's suggesting that. They're just saying, oh, they did this. And the FBI are saying, here's what the FBI had said. The FBI admitted the errors and said it changed its querying procedures to prevent them from happening again. Remember how last week it was missteps right. that were to blame for the FBI's crimes? This week it's errors. Missteps and errors. This is how the FBI justify their behavior. Justify so by errors,
1: they mean blatant abuse.
0: Wholesale violations of right. American civil rights. Right. And they refer to them as errors. Or simple, simple missteps. And they, they expect us to believe now that um, they've changed its querying procedures to. Pro- this wasn't a qu- querying procedural issue. That's like, that's like saying we typed it into Google, and that's what Google gave us back. They went to the NA- they went to court. They got a warrant based on what evidence we don't know. Right. We know the evidence was bogus because this unsealed this unsealed briefing is now telling us that these were illegal searches. They were illicit, improper is the language they're using. So they go to court, they get their illegal warrant, they go to the NSA, they get the data that the NSA are still collecting illegally, and then they use that data to illegally target american citizens violating their civil rights going after them for w- whatever unpleasantness they deem uh necessary for example if you uh if you're a trump supporter or if you ever said the the insurrection wasn't it was an unsurrection fbi or if you were one of the 19,000 people that donated to this person's campaign that was enough for the fbi to make all these illegal moves and violate your civil rights, and you have no idea it's happening because it's all happening in secret.
1: That was going to be my other question. Is there any way for any one of these 3 million plus people to find out that they're on that list?
0: No, because FISA court warrants are secret. They're under seal, which is another big problem with them. And it's how they're able to do this. a huge
1: problem. How do they have a warrant on you
0: and you don't know it? Well, that's how they're able to do 3.4 million of these in a single year. And nobody realizes it's that. Listen, we, we suspected when the FISA abuse over Carter Page and the Trump campaign was all revealed. I think many of us suspected that this was happening. But now that these documents have been unsealed... Don't expect anything to change. Sorry. It's just the way it is. That's when we talked about the Durham report, I said, don't expect anything to change. It's not going to. Right. The FBI will
1: continue to do No, dude. They already fixed those mistakes, remember? They told us they did. Yeah. They already made those changes. Yeah. Back in what, 2019? Mm-hmm. So no, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like Janine says, as long as they f- Fixed it. It's all
0: good. Oh, yeah, it's all good. The thing is, it's not just the FBI. All of these, all of these bureaucracies are exactly the same, which brings us on to the IRS, Danielle, the Internal Revenue Service. Let's talk about the case. The Supreme Court just heard a case. They ruled unanimously that the IRS can secretly obtain bank records of third parties without prior notice. This was a Republican <laughs> court majority opinion, by the way.
1: Ain't that some stuff?
0: <laughs> yeah. The case involved Remo Palcelli, a businessman who owed $2 million in taxes and penalties to the IRS. The agency issued summonses to banks and law firms that had financial dealings with Paselli or his wife, Hannah Paselli, without notifying them or giving them a chance to challenge the requests. The IRS claimed it was authorized to do so under an exception in the tax code for third-party record keepers. Hannah Paselli, sorry, And the law firm sued the IRS, arguing that the summonses violated their Fourth Amendment rights and that the exception only applied to records which the targeted taxpayer had a legal interest. They relied on a 2000 ruling from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals that had adopted that interpretation. The IRS argued that the exception was broader and covered any records relevant to determining the tax liability of another person. It also argued that requiring notice would give delinquent taxpayers a head start in hiding assets. <laughs> the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed with the IRS and upheld the summonses. That's how it got to the um, Supreme Court. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court affirmed the Sixth Circuit decision in a unanimous opinion written by Chief Justice John Roberts. The court held that the plain text of the exception did not limit it to records in which the taxpayer had a legal interest, but rather to any records held by third parties such as banks, brokers, and attorneys. Attorneys, Danielle. The court also rejected the argument that the exception violated the 4th Amendment, noting that Congress had provided safeguards such as judicial review with penalties for abuse.
1: Oh, well thank heavens for that.
0: Attorneys. Jesus. They've the Supreme Court the, the this republic this supposedly republican Supreme Court just affirmed that the IRS and now not only the IRS now it's going to be other agencies are allowed to violate attorney-client privilege behind your back, in secret, with a warrant. Jesus. Think about that. That, this decision, which... I don't know what we can do at this point other than for Congress to legislate and reaffirm attorney-client privilege. But this decision... But that pierces it. This this kills, this destroys attorney-client privilege, at yeah. least in, in cases where they're seeking documents. The Supreme Court just told the IRS that... Uh, You're not limited to records in which a individual, they say taxpayer, but this is going to be interpreted as a blanket ruling in which the individual has a legal interest, but further to any records held by third parties, such as banks, brokers, and attorneys. Why isn't this the number one news story on every network right now.
1: I wonder if there's any way that can be interpreted as records, like like something that your lawyer might have that's outside of privilege. And I don't know what that might be, but... I mean, if it's anything
0: about you, it's protected by attorney-client privilege. If it's any of your documentation, anything related to your records, if, if it's your attorney, that's privileged information. Always has been. Apparently, until what if now. you and
1: I are married. We're getting a divorce. You're being investigated by the IRS and I'm the the other party. They right? dug, because they dug into his wife. Right. And that's what's happening in this case is it's his wife's records that are being investigated. What if it's her attorney? She sued and lost. And that's what I'm saying. I wonder if that's what. Oh, like, yeah. Because, yeah. I imagine it's
0: any attorney, any bank, any financial institution, what any I'm broker. Saying.
1: If her attorney has information about him then that's not covered by privilege. I'm just trying to figure out how this works without. No, you're, you're, you're also privilege.
0: ignoring spousal privilege.
1: Oh, right. Okay. So say we're partners, say yeah. whatever.
0: None of this should have been legal. Right. The FBI can investigate him. I disagree with their justification about giving people, a, we should be able to do this in secret because it gives them right. a heads up to hide assets. I disagree with that entirely, but. I understand it in the case of the subject of the investigation. Right. I don't agree with it. I think it's an absolute violation of 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 criminal procedure. But I get why they would argue it in his case. They're arguing it in her case. They're arguing it for Well, this was this this was her attorney that took this that that represented this case and it right. was him that the supreme court disagreed with so would it extend to her attorney it shouldn't matter anyway because spousal privilege should right. protect that right. Right, right but the supreme court have thrown all that out no more spousal privilege no more attorney-client privilege at least when it comes to obtaining documents now this case is specifically about tax records. But do you believe there's any agency in government right now that isn't looking at this and saying, how can we take advantage ding, ding, of this ding. decision? No. Ding, ding, mother effin' ding. Yeah. We just hit the civil rights violation lottery. And I don't know how this isn't the lead story on every single network tonight. This dismantles everything we've known about privilege in the criminal justice system, just just dead, right? in one decision. It's kind of horrific. It's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. And I know they're smart. These justices are smart enough to know what they've done they didn't elaborate on it in their in their opinion obviously there was no dissenting opinion because this was a unanimous ruling so there's not even a dissent on the books that can be referred to for as, as for case law this is a unanimous ruling that yeah attorneys are fair game now an attorney obviously Putting this into practice might not be as easy as as they think because they can issue a warrant to an attorney. The attorney's going to claim privilege, and right. that's going to have to be litigated. But based on this decision, this is now the case law. Any judge hearing those um, any judge hearing those cases is going to have to defer to the Supreme Court's decision. So it might take a little bit of time for this to play its way out. But I think at the end of the day, it's the end of it's the end of spousal privilege privilege and client attorney privilege, at least when it comes to uh, very specifically tax records and tax documents. But more broadly, I imagine any documents because, you know, the FBI is going to take advantage of this. You know that the uh, whoever else the, uh, right. the uh, whatever the ATF whatever three letter agency wants to persecute some American citizens they are absolutely going to take advantage of this secret warrants to get privileged information from your attorney you won't know you will be happily paying this attorney He won't be our, he, she, some, some attorneys are women. He, she won't be allowed to disclose to you, or I imagine will be under a, some kind of gag order based on right. a secret warrant, right? These, these warrants in secret generally impose gag orders. So you'll continue to use an attorney who is uh, effectively turned state's evidence against you have been compelled, I should say, to turn state's evidence against you, and you won't have a clue. You will continue to see this attorney, continue to to share information that you believe is completely privileged, and if any of that is in the form of documents, they're going to be subject to a secret warrant that um, just destroys your privilege. I don't, I don't know why this isn't every news story ever from now on. Right. This is the only thing that matters. The only thing that protects you from the government persecuting you is a good attorney. Doesn't matter anymore. A good attorney can be compelled to turn state's witness against you. All they have to do is get their little secret warrant and say, give us all the documents relating to X, Y, or Z. And as long as they feel that it fits within the bounds of this decision, and as long as they're not challenged, and it, it gets, because it is going to get challenged at some point, and right. hopefully order will be restored. But in the meantime, there are going to be massive abuses of this. And but it's are, a
1: Supreme Court ruling.
0: Yeah. So, oh no! This the one of the instances I'm talking about. Oh, gotcha. Right? So, so somebody somebody is going to take somebody is going to abuse this, and right. they're going to go and obtain documents that are privileged documents. That's going to be challenged as a separate case. That separate case is going to be heard, and if that case, if it, 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 they can deem. This this decision unconstitutional, but the Supreme Court would have to rehear it, and the Supreme gotcha. Court either okay. reaffirm their previous decision or they affirm the new decision. Well, I, and it was unanimous. So, oh yeah, it was new, new, fucking you. How could that? I don't know how one person didn't right? put their hand up and say, "Wait a second, what about attorney-client privilege? What about spousal privilege? Where does that play into all this?" They don't want to because again, consolidating power. Right. They want government to have this power. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, Danielle. I don't like it either. I think this is um I think this is absolute pants. And uh
1: Dave says he thinks it would depend on what SCOTUS was ruling on, whether its action fell within the tax code or the constitutionality of the line in the code. Sure.
0: He's right. He's absolutely right. But that that's the thing that's interpretive. Right. Right. I'm not going to say it's subjective because law isn't subjective, but their decision is open to interpretation here. The ruling gives the IRS broad authority to access the financial records of people who may have no connection to an investigation without giving them notice or an opportunity to object. One lawyer who briefed the Supreme Court said the ruling was startling and troubling and warned that it could lead to more intrusive and arbitrary searches by the IRS. I will argue it will lead to more intrusive searches by all branches of, or all agencies of government. Because they were, they, they, what's to prevent the FBI going after financial documents based on this decision or what's to prevent the FBI reaching out to the IRS and saying, Hey, you guys have the authority here. Let's right. use it to go after Joe blogs. There's a, there's a lot of ways this can be abused. Right now that they've actually stripped uh privilege now that they've stripped it. They're going to abuse it. They they won't be able to help themselves. They really won't. They love this type of thing. And um well, and all the secrecy
1: the secrecy bits are just really horrifying. Mm -hmm. Like this. They could take my tax records. If they're investigating you, they could take my tax or or, you know, say they're investigating you and they're like, "Mm, his tax shit looks a bit hanky. So then they Anonymously, without letting anybody know anything, they find someone whose life and expenses and job and experience and all the things parallel yours, and so they pull that guy's tax records and they compare your tax records and they say, hang on, why does, why does citizen A only pay X amount in taxes and citizen B pays X plus 20 when they live the exact same lives? What is citizen A up to?
0: Right. Right. And this, I mean, this they
1: this, could do that with five clicks of
0: a keyboard. Oh, yeah, easily. And and trust me they will, and they're going to have 80,000 new agents they need to keep busy. Right. What better way to keep them busy now than with uh what I consider to be remarkably illegal warrantless war, well, in this case warranted but remarkably illegal warranted searches right. of of privileged information.
1: Is some scary stuff
0: listen I I do think this will be a uh, self-fixing problem I think some federal appellate court is going to say wait a second this is privileged information this can't be entered and someone's uh, some attorney's gonna argue a motion that no the Supreme Court gave us the authority to enter this and the court's going to say well let's take a look at let's take a better look at that decision shall we
1: remember back when we were worried about the Biden administration passing the whatever it was that was going to allow them to tax money going through like PayPal and Venmo and all those. Yeah, that, it was that over. takes
0: place next year.
1: So the IRS just said, hold my beer.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <He laughs> well, Don't
1: worry about that. Well, that is Check the out I- what we're doing.
0: Yeah, that is the IRS, though. That $600 thing, that, that's an IRS thing. Um, and that again, that goes in. They suspended it for this year, and I think it, it's uh, in place for well but for this year's taxes that you'll my file point next being, April.
1: That hails. It the way to keep from getting in trouble with that is pay your damn taxes. Yeah, like if you're making money through any of those and you're not paying taxes on it, and you get caught doing that, then you just got busted not paying your taxes. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, that's like. Waitresses and bartenders, and I was one, so I know where of I speak, complaining about getting taxed on tips. Right. That's because you're so used to being able to steal and get tax-free income that when you start getting taxed on it, you get mad. Right. That's the same thing that's happening here is that people are pulling some shady business and getting under the table yeah people are making
0: people are making you know three four thousand three four five thousand dollars a month they're receiving it via Cash App Yeah thinking thinking hey this is all tax free yeah listen nothing's tax free and
1: you're about to have to start documenting that and if it's truly gifts from friends and family or whatever there are ways to document that. Yeah so don't try to pull that crap. Well and also
0: well also think about this. If it gets enacted for this year, which means you'll be filing in April and all of a sudden you start filing this income, it may only have been implemented for this year, but I'll guarantee you, you're going to get an audit for the past seven years and then all bets are off right? because especially with this, especially with this now, they can, they can they can subpoena information secretly from whomever they choose, and that's that was one of the concerns with this. With eighty thousand, that's why they need eighty thousand new agents, Danielle. They know they're going to have millions of audits to go right. through because they know the number of people suddenly declaring income well beyond six hundred dollars. Right, they're. I don't think they're going to be worried about the the actual six hundred dollar people. Right, they're going to be worried. Of, they're going. to It's the ones that are making one, two, three grand a month who suddenly start declaring that, and then they're gonna they're gonna implement their audit power because nothing in this legislation said they can't audit you for money you've made in the past. This is where they're going to catch people. Right, and there's going to be a lot of people in some hot water. And owing a lot of money because they're going to find it. So, so yeah, it's not just the one year. So if you are in that position, get your, get your, get your books in order, quite frankly.
1: Well, and I know, I don't know about the others, but I know that for PayPal, they'll 1099 you. Like there's a, you can get a 1099 from PayPal. Mm -hmm. So if
0: it's over $600, they will. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, yeah. So, I mean, you can very easily, I mean, you got to pay your taxes. Yeah. PayPal,
0: Cash App, Zelle, they're all going to start doing 1099s to people that collect more than 600 bucks.
1: PayPal. I mean, I know that they have for years because I've gotten 1099s from PayPal for a few years. So
0: Now, they're going to report all of the money to the IRS. So if you're thinking, well, I only got 200 from PayPal. I got 200 from... Cash app and right. I got 201 In Zelle So neither of those are 600 Well the total is $601 And every penny of that is, is reported to the IRS That began last year The reporting requirement began last year So while You weren't on the hook for it last year You were Because it was reported And if you didn't report it And you get audited they're going back after that, plus every all the money you made in the years prior to that, which um which That's is all elect all electronic and all trackable right yeah, and listen, I gotta tell you if people are making twenty thirty grand and they're not paying tax on it,
1: they should. Right, Dave says he thought they defunded the eighty-six thousand new hires.
0: No. No. How could they?
1: Oh no, I thought I heard Congress. Now that he says that, I thought I heard Congress did something too, but I don't know. What I mean, I they were in was.
0: discussion. They were in discussions about it during the budget process, but um, it was already done. I. I mean, it's already funded. Yeah, it would. It had already been funded. The Democrats funded it. I don't know. I don't know how they would have defunded it. Maybe they have. Maybe they, I don't think they have, Dave, but I may be wrong. Maybe they have. Either way, they're still going to use this um, to, right. to continue what they're doing.
1: To and according here, right? to this,
0: perfectly, le- absolutely legally. Can't even claim it's an illegal uh, uh, search, an, right. an illegal warrant. The Supreme yeah, all court they just have to said, do is yeah, say no, that you're, you're you
1: were on double secret search yeah. probation. Yeah, you're
0: good. Go, go. Shit, you need stuff from his attorney? Go ask his attorney. You. Here's your
1: yeah. se- Here's your secret warrant for his attorney. Here's your sign. What the fuck? Horrifying. It is absolutely horrifying. Talk about something else. I'm grossed out enough.
0: All right, yeah. Enough enough with um Find me something else gross to talk about. Enough with the government uh, the yeah. government the government errors. Oh, no. Enough government errors for the week. Um, All right, tell us. Should we talk about this or the NAACP real quick?
1: Um, I don't know the NAACP story.
0: So the NAACP have issued a travel advisory.
1: Yes, let's talk about that and we'll save, we'll do all the trainee stuff together.
0: Okay. They've issued a travel advisory for Florida warning that the state is openly hostile to uh, African-Americans, Danielle. Danielle. And that they should not travel to Florida. They're using, um, they're using, first of all, let's hear what Ron DeSantis has to say about this. What a joke. Yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how effective that is. You know, just remember, during COVID, these people would be on CNN, all this stuff, slamming Florida, saying we were so bad, don't go to Florida. And then they would end up being spotted on the beach somewhere, vacationing in Florida. And that's exactly what's going to happen. The the leaders of the NAACP are going to issue this edict and uh, then they're going to be spotted down in Florida. The next time their state gets a bit heavy handed and decides we're going to shut you, lock you down and not let you make a living. They'll be down in Florida living the life of Riley. But yeah, they issued this. uh, They issued this decision. Um, They said, uh, Ron DeSantis policies erase black history. They restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. They accused him of criminalizing protests, suppressing voting rights, targeting LGBTQ plus individuals, immigrants, and uh, women's reproductive rights, and creating a culture of fear and intimidation. And yet they still want to go there on vacation and see Mickey. Um... This is, so the NAACP claim that they're a nonpartisan group, right? They're not, obviously. We know they're not. Just look at where their political donations of their membership goes. Look at the candidates they endorse. When was the last time? Do you think the NAACP is going to endorse Tim Scott, for example? Or as Donald Trump is most likely going to call him Uncle don't say that. I mean, come on! It's you know that Donald Trump has to have a nickname for every single candidate that dares oppose him on the Republican side. Tim Scott happens to be a Black American. You know who Donald the, Trump is going to have to. He, you know, he's going to use the Uncle T.
1: Who was the? Oh, I think it was in California. The Black politician they called a white supremacist.
0: Uh, yeah, that was um Larry Elder. Yes. Larry Elder, the the face of uh, the black face, of, black white face supremacy. of white supremacy.
1: Yes. Well, of course, you know, the NAACP issued a similar travel advisory for, oh, was it, Ar- I get Arkansas and Missouri mixed up because they're really, what's the difference? I think it was Missouri. They, yeah, they issued all like, verb- almost verbatim, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, Yeah.
0: So here's what it is: they claim they claim to be this nonpartisan group. We know they're not, right? We're headed into an election, and they want to damage the people that pose the greatest threat to Joe Biden, and that's what this is designed to do. This is designed to try and hurt the prospects of Ron DeSantis. However. If you're a, if you're a person of color, whether you're a Mexican like Danielle, or you're um, or whatever Danielle is, Cuban, I think she's about to yell at me. Whether you're Cuban like Danielle or wherever a uh, Puerto Rican, Re- what's what's the, is it Cubans and Puerto Ricans and whatnot down in Florida?
1: Motherfucker, if you call me Puerto Rican, I'm we're not, going. I'm not we call- are throwing fish.
0: I'm not calling you Puerto Rican, but there's a large Latin American uh, contingent in, in Florida, right?
1: South Florida. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know how large the black population in Florida is, but there's a very large Latina or Latinx Latin. What do they call it? Latinx? Only,
1: only, Latinx. Um, upper middle class white women call us Latinx. Uh, Dave says Florida's number one in black owned businesses Okay. So, so and second in the country for Hispanic and woman-owned okay,
0: businesses. Okay, so then Florida has a very large black population. It has a very large Hispanic population. Yep.
1: I'll wager that if you and go Hispanic population, you got me started. But uh, Colombians remember. and Cubans who come to this country educated and with money, mm-hmm. not like swimming over borders because their families are eating bugs. So we don't come here because our families are starving to death and we have to come here and earn money to send back home. We come here to establish communities. We bring education. We bring money. We build up the communities that we come to and not to disrespect other Hispanic people that do those other things, but that's the sort of the culture that they come from. So they come here to send money back home to save their families. We come here to build communities and to bring our families over. So, okay, those so, are the the Hispanic communities that come to South Florida. Gotcha. That's the difference.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, Australia Day, get out my country. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't if, know what that means. But if you haven't seen that go look up australia day on uh, youtube it's hilarious okay. um i will wager though that if you go down to florida and you speak to these communities if you speak to the latin community if you speak to the black community i guarantee you that the the vast majority of them who actually live in florida and benefit from florida's no tax no state tax policies Florida's pro business environment. Remember, Florida didn't shut down anybody during COVID. And uh, turns out, we're, we're the we're probably the number one ranked state for managing COVID cases. Uh, at the end of the day, everybody criticized him while it was going on. Fucking uh, Cuomo, oh, the rapey Cuomo up there, up up in New York. He was busy raping and killing elderly people killing during folks, COVID. Yeah. Um, Ron DeSantis was busy letting people live their damn lives. And I guarantee you these communities would tell the NAACP, G-t- GTFO. Right gtfo telling people not to visit our state this is this is the this is the state where latin communities thrive this is the state where this is the state where black-owned businesses are number one in the country is what dave's telling us dave's down in florida and dave's quite frankly subject matter expert so we're going with that. I haven't, don't find a need to validate that statistic if Dave gives it oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, no, if
1: Dave says it, I believe that yeah. it's true.
0: I think the NAACP are proving here that their intent is to sow division. Right. They're nonpartisan. Yeah, okay. I believe you. And yet they're doing they're They're doing what they can to create even more division in an already divided nation. Now it may be it's their intention to try and send a message to the to the Hispanics, the Hispanic communities and the black communities in Florida that, hey, guys, sorry, you're misguided living there. He doesn't care about you. He hates you, and he wishes you were gone. Maybe that's their intent—is to try to turn uh, turn some of those communities against Ron DeSantis. Because let's not forget that DeSantis, the second time around at least, got voted in overwhelmingly. With, right. with, a, with a he he earned the minority vote. He earned it, and he was elected overwhelmingly. I think the NAACP's intentions here are very obvious. And their claims to nonpartisanship. Right. Maybe maybe not as genuine as they claim. Ron DeSantis is expected to actually officially enter the race, I think, next week, Danielle. I'm still hoping he doesn't. Um, I'd like to see him finish out his term as governor. Actually, I don't know. Dave, what are governor? What are, what is Florida's rules about that? Will he have to step down as governor to run in the primary or will he, can he keep his gubernatorial seat and run in the primary? And if he loses, remain governor.
1: I thought, didn't somebody try to, makes sorry my light just turned off there we yeah. go. try to make some kind of fuss about it and i thought there was a court ruling that he could ki- oh, sorry the ghost is in my office that i thought there was a ruling that he could keep his seat i know my house is haunted um that's even worse isn't it it's I don't bright. Know i don't know what's happening i don't know what's happening we're almost done yeah we're almost um, done
0: it's 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 twice as bright as it usually is but don't worry about
1: it yeah i don't know what's happening The ghost is in my office is all I've got to say about it that I thought there was a some the court ruled that he could um, keep his seat and run that he could like maintain stay governor and run.
0: I hope that's the case because he's not going to be I like Ron DeSantis, but he's not going to be the nominee and he'll be giving up his seat for nothing. I mean I I'm 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 speaking rather definitively there but I I think the nominee is going to be Donald Trump right I just don't think there's even even if you would like to avoid it I don't believe there's any avoiding Trump being the nominee and I I hate to see good people like Tim Scott for example he's getting into the race I don't know if he has to abandon his Senate seat in order to do it. I hope not. I hope not, because then we're opening up another Republican seat to, to the potential of being taken by. And, and the thing is, Republicans were looking good for 2024. The majority of the seats up for grabs are Democrat seats. And it's the majority of Democrat seats. And there are very few Republican seats up for grabs. It's the best opportunity the Republicans have had for taking the Senate in in, gen- in a two, at least two generations.
1: I heard somebody today, it might have been Ben Shapiro, talking about Tim Scott and saying that, um, like you say about DeSantis, that he's not like... There is no chance of him getting the nod that he is not going to get the nomination, but that he thought that it was um, that it was sort of his way of solidifying his his run for Senate like that his his Senate spot.
0: Maybe. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe Tim Scott's seat is up in. Maybe Tim Scott's seat isn't up in 24. It's up after maybe that. Maybe he keeps his 26, seat. Yeah. Yeah. He could keep his seat. Senate terms run six years, I believe. Right. Um, But yeah, the majority of Democrat seats come up in 24. It's a perfect opportunity for Republicans, depending on how, uh, quite frankly, depending on how Donald Trump plays it. If Donald Trump can be a bit more unifying than he was last time, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for Republicans. if, If Donald Trump goes at it the same way as he did last time, uh, I think it's going to divide Republicans even more than uh, they were already divided, uh, right. but only time will tell. We don't know what Trump's going to do. He he changes his mind on a whim. Look at bump stocks, right? Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, DeSantis, I believe, is expected to announce officially next week. Um. And we heard what he had to say about the NAACP. It's just, it's a joke. Right. And it is, it's a joke. It's kind of pathetic. It's just pushed. It's just trying to, it's just trying to divide a nation even more than it's already divided in the run up to an election. It's the last thing we need, quite frankly. It's the very last thing we need, but it's what, uh, it's what Democrats love doing. It's how they thrive. It's how they keep power. They have to put the fear of God into people. They rule through fear. That's what they do. And this is right. how they get voters and um, whatever. I guess we should expect more of this up to and probably yeah, it's beyond not get 2024 is not going to get any better.
1: It is not going to get better.
0: All right. Let's get out of here. All
1: right, friends. I've annoyed thank you.
0: myself now. <laughs> do what? I say I've annoyed myself now.
1: Yeah. You're getting pretty annoying. Um, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye Thanks.
0: See ya. Oh, hit the thumbs up and, and follow the channel. Thank you. Yeah,
1: from below. And, and a
0: thousand subs. No, you we'll know what Danny's going to do.
1: One of us is going to do something. We're in negotiations. Yeah. Y'all vote. Let us know what, what you want to see us do Yeah. once we get a thousand subs.
0: Good night, guys. Bye, guys.